It is your turn to do the intro. Every other week. I do not remember agreeing to every other week. Let's start over. Okay. I don't like it. Okay. I don't want to do this. You have to. No, I don't. Why? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay. Are you ready? You're a lord. Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 85 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Wednesday, March 11th, the year of our Lord, 2015. And I am joined by my wonderful glorious, glowing, incredibly negative, and hateful co-host, Christina Wise, everybody. Hello. Hello. We have a very exciting show for you tonight. We are going to talk about my meat. Every, the meat. Everybody's meat. The meat. (laughs) Meat. We're going to talk about meat. The sweet, salty surprise that is beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) As always, guys, I'll just get it out of the way at the beginning of the episode. You can find us online at www.http colon slash slash. No, God, can't even get it right when I'm trying to do a joke. Nerdoutloudpod.com. We're Nerdoutloudpod on Twitter. Nerdoutloud on Facebook. Just like Google us or whatever and, and you will find us. There are other Nerdoutlouds out there, but none of them have done anything for years. None of them will answer emails or requests for the URLs either, because I've tried. <laughs> anyway, if if you Google Nerd Out Loud, you'll find us. Look for the green logo. It's got some glasses in it, I think. <laughs> anyway, it's quite a, quite a tangent that I've gone on here. So as I mentioned, we have a very exciting show for you. I encountered somebody on Twitter the other day, and I said, this is the kind of guy that I want to talk to. I don't remember exactly how it came about. I'm guessing. I think I, I feel like what happened is I was tweeting about beef jerky. The caffeinated beef and jerky. And maybe was followed by somebody, by this account, the jerky report. And I was like, what is this? There's somebody that is so passionate about the world of beef jerky that they have dedicated a Twitter account to it. They have dedicated a blog to it. Uh, they are diligent re- reporting on the unique variety of flavors that are available to the men and women of the craft beef jerky community. And I said, this is somebody we want to talk to for the show. So I, I, we're going to talk to him tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about our own meat situation. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have, it's, it's going to be a dandy of a night. I believe you have some drone strikes. I have some space news. Very exciting stuff, as always. So Christina, last week, Episode 84, we talked about, we ended up talking about Jesus a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. That was kind of surprising, right? That was not exactly where I expected to go. I expected the discussion that ended up being the lion's share of the episode to be about a 15 to 20 minute session of the episode. And it kind of just spiraled out of control. And um, shout out to my basic bitches, but they (laughs) said they really appreciated the um, intense conversation about Christianity that was abruptly followed by vibrators. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. It was, uh, you know, those or things. Or dildos or whatever it was. 
selfie cameras. The sex I, selfie I stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about a special sex toy that has a camera on the end. So, all right. Well, um, did you have any other thoughts, anything from last week that you wanted to cover? I don't really have many no. thoughts. Yeah, no. I did get some feedback that it was great, uh, that, that people enjoyed listening to it. And I am glad. I, f- I feel like it's always surprising to me that that stuff is interesting who, to people. Who and then I realize that uh, there are a lot of people that have had similar journeys. I, and... I got two people saying it was very uncomfortable to listen to. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I think because they have the same kind of questions. That they don't like the questions I was asking because uh-huh. they themselves are, quote unquote, in the faith. Uh-huh. And they don't like the questions I was asking because it makes them. Makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I wanted to talk about one thing real quick and then we'll get mm-hmm. right into our interview. So I, the last two episodes, I've been teasing a big announcement regarding the Takedown podcast. And we had that announcement happened, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, this on Monday. Their episodes come out every Monday, just like ours come out consistently every single week on the same day, same time. You can set your clock to the release of the Nerd Out Loud podcast. <laughs> And just like that, Takedown Podcast releases every single Monday. But I am—I uh, was asked by friend of the show, Mike Frizzell, and actually also friend of the show, Matt Bach, the two hosts of the Takedown Podcast, to uh, to join their their situation. You're, you're their, <laughs> their third. Podcast. You're a threesome yes. now. You join them in a uh, unholy trinity, as it were. <laughs> it's, it's now even more of a sausage fest over there. Okay. All right. So, guys, we're going to get, uh, we're, we're, without further ado, let's jump right into this jerky report interview. I'm sure that um, we'll get into it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being willing to uh, take some time to give us a call. You got it. You got it, man. Uh, anything for the Nerd Out Loud podcast. You know what I mean? I love what you guys are doing over there. You know what I mean? Raise, raise that nerd flag. Seriously. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. So... I will. Uh, I'll jump right into it. You you told me your name a minute ago. Can, uh, what's your name again? Justin. Justin. We'll we'll, we'll just go with Justin from uh, the Jerky Report. Justin from the Jerky Report. That uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so, uh, how long how long have you had this have you had this blog? I started this uh, in November of 2013, and. Basically, I had always been into beef jerky since I was, you know, like 12 or 13 years old. I would uh, go to a sleepaway camp, and there would be like this rafting trip. And when the trip was done, they would take us to this, you know, backwards general store in uh, upstate New York. And they had like a front counter with just sticks of deer venison jerky. And the first time I picked one of these up and I tasted that like sweet great deer meat, I was hooked. And ever since then, you've you've been a you've been a jerky enthusiast. <laughs> oh yeah, and, oh yeah, huge, huge. When did you decide to take that passion to the point where you were going to build build a website for it and that kind of stuff? Well, I was looking around about uh, different jerky blogs, and I just wanted to put my own spin on it. And uh, just beyond, you know, the time when I was at that sleepaway camp and just like every day after school going to like the local convenience store like grabbing like a bottle of jolt cola do you remember jolt cola by any chance i do i do yeah yeah okay yeah so i would get like a like a big like hunk of jerky and a jolt cola and that was like the lunch of champions back then in like 1994 or, or whatever that was so i took all 
of that passion and then just what I was seeing out there. And I just wanted to put my own spin on it. So I formed the Twitter accounts, you know, around the same time, November of 2013, started the uh, blog. And uh, I was just like reaching out to jerky companies all around the country, some even overseas. And just seeing, you know, I have my own spin on it. If you like to send me jerky, I like to put my critique on it. And just starting that and just finding out about all these jerky companies that are pretty much, uh, you know, mom and pop businesses. Okay. I consider it the new craft beer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it, yeah, it's a burgeoning business. Everyone's DIYing it like huge. Yeah. And when I started getting these samples coming in and just tasting all this amazing jerky and just wondering why just like two companies that I'm not going to mention have the stranglehold over beef jerky. I'm like, these people got to get their uh, name out. And I want to take it upon myself to promote these businesses, just a uh, craft jerky. You know, I know it sounds a bit pretentious for something that, you know, cowboys eat, but uh, that's really what it is. Let me, well, let me ask you this. So do you, when you're talking sure. about it and, and sharing about your blog and all that stuff, usually, usually people say beef jerky. And I mean, you, you said beef jerky earlier, but we're we're talking about all kinds of meat here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking so starting with beef, which is the most known. Then we go into deer venison, and especially where I am on the East Coast, uh, like close, well, not super close to Appalachia and the South, where people are hunting deer, like you see on Twitter. You know, everyone's getting, you know, killing their buck and then turning it into deer venison, and then we move on from there to like the more exotic. Uh, kangaroo jerky. This great company called House of Jerky out of Indiana. They package up a really good one over there. Uh, they also do a python, which is very exotic. And then all, you know, just to like more of the healthier kinds, like uh, wild salmon jerky, which is super good too, which I fully promote. No, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we got we got salmon coming out of everywhere over here. So I'm sure. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. When it rains, it pours over there. They're throwing salmon at each other over there at yeah. that uh, public market, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Out over at Pike Place. All right. So let me let me ask you this: along your along your journey, uh, your your jerky journey, what uh, what what's your what's the best jerky that you've come across in your opinion? And I realize that's somewhat subjective, well, but okay. Well, I'm going to bring up a couple companies, and I just want to say first and foremost that. Uh, all of the companies I uh, talk about, there's something special about each one. You know, they're all doing the heavy lifting and getting it out there and putting their dried meats, you know, in the public viewing. But once again, House of Jerky, okay, Lawless Jerky, great, great jerky, uh, Brooklyn Beef Jerky, and you know, uh, this is right by me in my neighborhood. Uh, the owner of uh, Laura Gaber uh, is coming out with great stuff over there, Brooklyn Beef Jerky. So those companies and, uh, you know, so much more. And you can check out the uh, blog for the full listing because I've been doing this, you know, uh, nonstop for over a year now. But, uh, you know, those companies have uh, really impressed me. And I apologize if I'm leaving anybody out. But, uh, you know, you all hold a special place in my uh, beef-filled heart. (laughs) Sure. Is is there is there a specific um, f- flavor or seasoning that that you lean to as a personal? Well, person? you know, yeah. Thanks for for asking that. I I truly do. Uh, I I like to go with the sweet meat heat kind of variety, uh, where it's like a tangy 
teriyaki or some kind of like pineapple kind of Asian kind of mix mm-hmm. uh, paired with uh, like cayenne pepper, red pepper. Uh, you know, if you want to be adventurous, you go to the habanero or the uh, the uh, dreaded ghost pepper. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and those, yeah, so the sweet meat's heat, very good. And then if the company really has their act together, and I'll mention another one right now, Chef Craig. Uh, his original jerky uh, is so far from original. Uh, it, you know, it, it packs flavor. But, you know, if somebody could do like that traditional, and I call it trail-style jerky or like backpacking jerky, camping jerky, okay. you know, where it's the kind that it's not moist. It's the kind where you can bend and you can see the fat. Uh, that's a great kind. So if they have their act together, that one's really good too. And uh- – What's what's the most like unique kind of bizarre flavor that you've come across that you've uh, uh, in your journey? Well, if we want to get back to the python jerky, you know, just you know, you're talking about snake. You know, <laughs> even if you go to a high end game restaurant, you know, you're more than likely to get uh, buffalo bear. Uh, kangaroo, but snake is not really on a lot of menus. So the python jerky just was really interesting and uh you know when, when you have something like python where you know how everyone says oh it probably tastes like chicken well it tasted like python you know python with whatever kind of uh seasoning they put on so python definitely uh blew me away and uh i would definitely want to just keep going deeper down the rabbit hole of bizarre game jerky yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's uh there's quite a variety and th- this is kind of a weird question but i i had to had to go for it. at least mention it because my my girlfriend is a vegetarian H- have you ever had oh, any yeah. kind of like fake meat jerky or like uh, mushroom jerky or or heard of anything like that well i had one and you know this goes back to the going to a convenience store on on a road trip uh, i don't want to butcher the name of this company uh, i think it's called stonewall and, uh, you know, it it doesn't taste like jerky. It tastes like, you know, d- dried tofu with some kind of, like, barbecue uh, flavoring on it. So, I, you know, I'm not very partial to that, but I can understand somebody who's a vegetarian and, you know, they're never going to touch meat. So that's a decent snack alternative. But, you know, I would say if you're going to go for, like, a vegetarian jerky, I would say, uh, go for like kale chips or something like that because kale chips are you know sure delicious. Yeah, but you know it is it is what it is it's kale with you know uh, powdering on it. Right. But uh, yeah, vegan jerky or vegetarian jerky uh, not not really in my uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, I can't uh, I can't imagine that being a real strong market that somebody would try and venture into. But um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the at the health food stores, they're definitely pushing it. Okay. All right. Um, have you uh, have you ever made your own or, or ventured into the DIY market yourself? Well, I've never sold it, but uh, my lovely wife uh, got me a uh, Nesco dehydrator, and this is something that you could get off of Amazon, where it is, you know, it takes up about a small portion on a dining room table. It has uh, just these rotating trays, and you just plug it right in. And uh, I've made a few batches. And just going back to my preference, I've done a couple of sweet meat meets heat recipes. And the thing is, uh, when when you make your own jerky, the, the uh, key is patience. You know what I mean? Uh, 
you you want it right now, but it's going to take at least two days. Uh, do you mind if I uh, walk through the process real quick? Oh, yeah, I would love it. Sure. All right. So uh, I go to the local butcher over here, uh, and uh, I get uh, about a pound and a half of top round steak. And uh, this is, you know, just for personal consumption. I'm not selling it, or I'm going to bag it up and give it to friends, like, around Christmas time, okay? So top round buy that so then you, you just take it home you put it in the freezer for a little bit to firm it up and then you cut what i would say about half inch thick slices okay uh so you have that out there and then you got to do your marinades and so, so like a sweet meat heat you're going to do uh you know pineapples pineapple juice teriyaki soy sauce worcestershire cayenne red pepper you know to taste about how hot you want it you throw all those strips in, you know, a gallon bag. You put it in the fridge. But I, I'm going to tell you, Jeremy, you're going to want to, like, put it in there and not look at it besides rotating it uh, for about 18 hours because mm-hmm. that, that marinade needs to soak in there. And uh, it's just important because if you do it for, you know, like three hours or, like, six hours, that marinade is not going to soak in. And then you're going to uh, be left with a product that, uh, you know, is, like, subtle but not flavorful. So then, so say I do the marinade on a Saturday, Sunday morning I will wake up and just pull it out there, pat it it down a little bit to get some excess uh, uh, marinade off, throw it on the dehydrator for about three and a half to four hours, and that's like the the perfect amount of time uh, to get a moist, um, not super dried out jerky, and it, it really comes out amazing. And that goes back to what you were just saying, about, you know, doing it a DIY and, uh, you know, once that product comes out and it's something that I've purchased and I've been a fan of, like, for half of my life, to do it yourself, it's rewarding beyond measure. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so your your personal preference and most of the most of the jerky that you end up trying is is more towards kind of the moist, actually, like, flexible level. It's not like that dried, real hard. Oh, I kind of go... For uh, both, but, uh, like, I'm kind of partial to, like, sticky jerky. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. moist, sticky jerky. Uh, but, uh, you know, like a, like a good dry jerky that, like, has a solid marinade on it, I still love that, too. Uh, you know, I just I, I just want flavor, and I want it to be moderately tender. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's assume, you know, 90, 90% of the people listening to this or, or – probably closer to 100%, let's be honest, are, are uh, entry-level jerky enthusiasts. As an expert, what is your, what is your recommendation to the, uh, the, the, the newbie to the jerky world? Like, how should they dip their toe into this world of, uh, of craft jerky that you've discovered? Well, Jeremy, first off, I'm humbled that you called me an expert, so thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that. I will put that uh, on my Twitter feed. Um, but... Uh, I I would definitely uh, say you gotta start exploring the smaller companies. Uh, you know, stay away from the stuff that you see on the convenience store rack or at you know the big box stores. You really want to like uh, you know go on my site, uh, go on some of the other jerky review sites, and look for the smaller business, the smaller mom and pop, go on Twitter, do a search for uh, hashtag jerky, hashtag beef jerky, uh, venison, and then just like blindly buy a bag online. Or if you're at a 
boating show, gun show, fishing show, beer events, buy a bag blindly, and then just chow down. And then here's what you'll do. You'll like it, and then you'll tell a friend, mm-hmm. and then they'll tell a friend, and then you're going to make someone's small business prosper. Yeah, that seems like uh, that seems like a plan I can get behind. I dig that. All right. right on. So I uh, so I put out there on uh, Twitter and talked to some friends recently, and and I have a couple questions for for you from from the audience. Cool. Uh, the first one is from uh, Ain't No Swayze on Twitter. He wants to know why why does turkey jerky exist? Why does turkey jerky exist? Well, well, first and foremost, uh, I've had some really good. Turkey jerky, once again, it's all about the uh, marinating process. It's got to be well thought out. Uh, you know, just throwing turkey with no seasoning in a dehydrator, it's going to be like a boring Thanksgiving second-day meal. Sure. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I can understand people being, uh, you know, wary about buying turkey jerky, but, you know, there's uh, nothing wrong with it. And if a company does it right, you know, more power to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I dig that. So, uh, listener Joe Fu said, uh, "How hard is it?" We've kind of actually already covered that. I was assuming he's talking about the actual hardness of it, and we've also covered how to actually it's about make patience. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. And then, um, so uh, Bix World wants to know: Would you consider bacon to be the original jerky? See, here's the issue with uh, bacon. Um, you know, like in the past couple of years, there's been a big renaissance for bacon. You know, bacon's everywhere. Uh, it's on band-aids. It's in candy. You know, they're they're <laughs> yeah. they're, they're 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 branding bacon like never before. Uh, and this goes back to if a company knows what they're doing with uh, marinating. But uh, I definitely consider the original jerky uh, to be the uh, pemmican that the Native Americans made. That's that that's jerky stuff that's uh, in a smokehouse uh, yeah. stuff that uh, you make out in nature. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I'm more power to you if you throw bacon with a cool uh, <laughs> marinade on a dehydrator. But definitely, sure. it's beef jerky or 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 or, or anything that you would like uh, uh, get with a bow and arrow. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anything that can be uh, smoked in in a in a out in the woods in a <laughs> yeah. shack that you've made yeah. from cedar bark. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know your stuff. Right on. So, uh, all right. L- let me ask you just a couple of general questions, and then we'll get uh, we'll get your blog and and let you go. But uh, ha- have you found have you found other people in the uh, jerky community? Have you as you've kind of branched out into this world? Well, yeah. That's my favorite part actually uh the community and this goes back to what i was saying about craft beer uh you know especially where i live people who work in the craft beer industry are friends with each other it just goes hand in hand you're all doing the same thing to make a great product that people are going to love but you're doing it on the uh, micro level Mm -hmm. uh the people that i've encountered in the jerky industry are terrific people they're smart uh, they're funny, and uh, they know what they're doing, and they're uh, inventive, and uh, you know, I, you know that that that's really important. From uh, the people that I have met at local events over here, I uh, judged a uh, jerky event called uh, the World's 
biggest jerk off. Uh, you know, it, it has a kind of a uh, funny name to it. Absolutely, and uh, that yeah. was run. Yeah. That was run by um, my friend uh, Matt Timms, who runs the Takedowns. Great, uh, great home cook event. And uh, there I met uh, local jerkies, uh, Bams, Beef Jerky, that's Brooklyn, great guy, real rocker. Uh, and then just the fans of Jerky who came to the event, the home cooks that were making a spin on it, suddenly made bluefish jerky. Mm-hmm. And that blew me away because I, yeah, and not to go too far off on a tangent, oh, no, but uh, when I was younger, I used to go fishing and catch bluefish. And I never imagined any more than, you know, baking it with like lemon and butter and garlic. But this guy is turning like like a day boat's uh fishing trip into mm. some delicious jerky. Yeah, so events like that, being on Twitter, oh, Twitter is so important. You know, you know, you, you can hate, uh, you know, Facebook and all that stuff, but Twitter for promotion of jerky is par- paramount. Yeah. And just the people I've met on there and from their websites and just conversing about their jerky, reviewing their jerky, it's just been an amazing experience. I'm a I'm a big proponent of Twitter. I think that's how we found each other. I'm pretty sure. Exactly, exactly. You know, it connects people with specialized interests. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, I ask, I, I at least try and ask everybody that we have on the show this question: What do you do? Uh, what do you do for fun when you're not tasting delicious jerky? Well, you know what? Uh, I spend time with my lovely wife, uh, my great friends, uh, listening to a lot of metal and uh you know just enjoy being out there you know and just meeting good people exploring going going on trips and uh just you know enjoying life tasting life tasting jerky life i like it i like it man all right well how can people find you all right well thank you uh jeremy once again uh fantastic podcast everybody out there Listen up, and I'll be sure to tweet you guys that as well. Uh, the Twitter is at the Jerky Reports, and the uh, tw- the uh, website, which really rolls off the tongue, it is the JerkyReport.blogspot.com. You know, very easy. Right. Um, and so, at the Jerky Report on Twitter, the JerkyReport.blogspot.com. Drop me an email at the Jerky Report at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it, Jeremy. And, uh, you know, keep the nerd life alive, man. We will. We will for sure. Welcome back, everybody, from that delightful journey through the land of salted meats. <laughs> I don't know. I really want to go to this biggest jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back from Jerk's, Jerk Town, everybody. I do feel like talking about beef jerky offers a great opportunity um for lots of puns and jokes mm-hmm. i agree uh so what were your thoughts what were your thoughts on that first of all you did not join us for the interview I didn't the jerky report is on the east coast we i got up at at seven o'clock daylight saving sunday yep. uh so six um to to chat about the wonderful world of of jerky all things j as we say in the biz i don't know mm-hmm. uh so you did not join me. You were in the room, yes. but you were sleeping in bed yes. <laughs> while that was happening. So any thoughts? Thoughts? Talk to me. Uh, talk to me about how you feel. It's, well, I think we need to switch our podcast or have a new one where we can get free stuff. Yeah, seriously. Well, I don't, free I don't think, jerky I don't from know all if over. It's free jerky. He said. Oh, maybe. He writes to them and says, hey, I'll try out your product and, and uh, rate it. It's not a bad deal. Yeah, what can we rate? Yeah, we literally pay money for this. We pay money for our friends not to listen to us. Um, well, but hey, 
you know, uh, I, I'm privileged that I got the opportunity to meet such a wonderful man. Oh, well, I, uh, Hope. We'll have to try to meet him when, when if we ever yeah, go to Brooklyn. If we ever end up on the East Coast, I'm definitely going to be uh, hitting him up. I will say this: I, I, ever since I talked to him, I have been craving beef jerky, and I may or may not have perused, followed his advice, and perused some some jerky. Is there <laughs> local craft jerky? Oh, from I'm around sure. Here? We should probably just like go to the market, farmers market, or something. There's, uh, I'm sure there's somebody that does like artisanal salmon. Salmon. Have jerky. you ever eaten weird jerky? I haven't eaten weird jerky. None? No. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've never I've never had the opportunity to. Oh, um, what about when you were an urban hunter? Let's talk about that. That was the thing that I went through. Yeah. I went through a phase. I went through an urban hunting phase where we uh we've talked about on the show before. I used to eat out of the garbage a lot. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Queen Anne Trader Joe's dumpster before they put the old padlock on it mm-hmm. and shut us down. Um, but there's a pretty vibrant dumpster food eating scene in Seattle. Um, also when I was in Bible college, we used to have a guy that came by. He, so this was like the food that's donated to, he would go around to all of the local grocery stores and they would donate to him the stuff that they could no longer sell because it's on the verge of going bad. Mm -hmm. So he would take all of that and then he would donate all of that food to homeless ministries and stuff like that. And then, uh, after he was done doing all of that, the stuff that they wouldn't take. So even homeless people won't eat this. Right. Okay. <laughs> he would drop it off at the Bible college dorm that I attended. Okay. And so maybe once once every two weeks or once a week, we would get this huge delivery of just like, and it was always the most random stuff, like produce that was two or three days past when it should be eaten, like just weird, weird, obscure stuff, like broken stuff that's broken open or leaking. Mm-hmm. Lots of sweets, because I guess a lot of the shelters and a lot of um, homeless ministries or uh, uh, ministries, mm-hmm. homeless shelters, outreaches and stuff won't take sweets, I guess, for some reason. Mm. I don't know. So we'd get like cakes and donuts and stuff like that. Uh, but. Is that when you juiced we, a donut? That's when we juiced a donut, yeah. Okay. So then we we ventured off from there and decided to go through a phase where we were uh, ur- urban hunting and we wanted to we wanted to forage food from, you know, the area around us, which is a great idea if you are like Matt Baca and live in the woods of, you know, right. the mountains of Colorado. Right. It's a little different when you uh, you know, live in the greater Seattle area. Right. We were right in Ballard, um, kind of in the heart of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a little challenging to find wildlife sometime. We caught some frogs. We caught in some frogs. And we, uh, we caught some frogs at a place called Ronald Bog, just outside of, like, in the North Seattle kind of shoreline area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we brought them back. And I have a video of it somewhere. But we brought them back and we didn't – we had these all these frogs that were alive. And we spent like an hour sitting there staring at them and we were all too scared to kill them and too scared to do anything about it. And eventually my friend came down, my friend came down with a pistol and we had them all in this big bucket filled with water. And my friend just shot them all <laughs> with his pistol. It has like, uh, it had game shot in it. So it's, okay. it's just a primer. It's not, there's no, it's just a primer. So it's really a low velocity round. Okay. It's for like getting rid of shooting squirrels and stuff like that. So 
So, so we really ate the frog. Weird. That's when I learned that you're supposed to take the skin off. I did not know that until after. The frog tasted really weird, and then somebody told us you're supposed to take the skin off the legs. So we had frog legs. How was that? It was gross. Okay. Um, we had uh, we had a carp from Green Lake. That was disgusting. I mean, that, that lake is gross as it is, and carp is a disgusting fish. Um Ooh. So did you eat it? Because yeah. you sometimes will be like, oh, God, this is horrible, and then finish up. What yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we had to I, – I, I, we used every part of the fish. You know, we wanted okay. to respect respect Mother Nature. Okay. <laughs> so – and then um, may or may not – there may we may or may not have consumed a squirrel at one point. Uh, me, not me. Not me, but a friend. A friend that was involved uh, – I believe captured a, a goose of some kind. What's the statute of limitations on? <laughs> well, I'm not going to name legality. the friend. again. I wasn't involved in this necessarily. Okay. I wasn't involved in it. Um, I would never admit to something like that on mm-hmm. a podcast because I believe it's potentially illegal, but right. there was a Canadian goose that was captured at one point, mm-hmm. I believe and consumed. How was that? Um, I heard that, uh, that it was very similar to other, um, fowl. Okay. You know, other birds and whatnot. And, so. Then you also ate a pigeon. Yeah, I did. Well, p- a pigeon and a seagull. The seagull Which... thing happened uh, when I was a pastor. There was a congr- a church that we were involved in that was a small people group from Laos that had immigrated over to. Okay, pause. Go back. Define small people group. Uh, I'm not sure of the size, but it's a, like a tribe called the Mien, the Mien tribe. Okay. Probably a couple thousand people. Okay. I and, didn't know if this was a church term. Because you talk oh, about small no, groups. Oh, no. This is like a anthropological term. Okay. So they're short. I guess. So a, a, a tribe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they had come over. And they basically just got flown over here on airplanes. They had no idea what... I mean, a lot of them didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And so they... We had a church, a Mien church. And we were involved with them. And they actually... Also uh, got in trouble for growing poppy flowers, mm-hmm. uh, opium flowers, right. you know, in the median <laughs> between the freeways <laughs> on I-5 or uh, mm-hmm. over on 405 up in north, the north of Seattle. Uh, Were they but, growing it for medicinal purposes yeah, or yeah, for the looks? Because of... that's just what they, that's just what they did in Laos. So that's, it's yeah, what it's they're going to do here. Um, so... Yeah, we were at a potluck there, and we were eating some really unique things there and found out that we were consuming seagulls that they had just caught <laughs> and killed. Because that's what you do. You just, like, right. you just... Yeah, it's you know. free food flying yeah. around, right? Yeah. So that was that Is was that illegal? Uh, I don't know if seagulls... I don't really know. Because seagulls are... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think if they're not native to the area, then it's kind of like an open season type situation. Um, I know it's that way with pigeons, I believe. Okay. So anyway. Those Canadian geese are the worst things in life. They're like the rats <laughs> of the of the no, pigeon. bird world. Pigeons are the rats of the bird well, world. Well, both of them. Both of <laughs> them are terrible. The The geese have made it so we can't swim in most of the lakes here uh, a lot of times in the summer. They're disgusting. No, people have Their made it. Their poop smells <laughs> so sick. They should encourage people to kill those and eat them. Christy Wise, everybody. You can reach out to her, christy.wise at gmail.com. Wait, why are you giving me my personal email address? <laughs> so anyway, so that's all the meat situation. I feel like we... If you like Canadian geese, I don't want to know you. <laughs> okay. Wow. 
All right. Well, or Canadians. If you like Canadians, <laughs> also, I don't want to know you. So uh, maybe we'll try. Maybe I wonder if anybody makes frog jerky. I would. I. I. I the, now want to try weird. Jerky. I know that every time I tried a weird jerky, it was in New Orleans. So I think we need a road trip. Yeah, road trip. <laughs> it's one hell of a road trip. Um. So I would. I jerky report. Go follow that guy on Twitter. Check out his blog. He's awesome. And I would, I would love to have him on Jerk the show. Jerk off to the jerky report. <laughs> I would love to have him on the show. I mean, I, I feel like I could talk to that guy about anything. He's a very personable dude. Yeah, I liked his accent. I would love it to have him. It was super sexy. I would love to have him on and just talk about, I mean, whatever. Tell me about metal. Because that's, that is not something that I have dabbled in. So No. Okay. Because anyway. all, you, you only listen to Christian music. There's a lot of Christian metal. <laughs> that's, that's for another show. Um, so let's please not do speaking, a show about Christian speaking music. Speaking of you hating people that hate Canadian geese. Today in Drone Zone, the uh, Facebook thing I hate and want to drone strike is uh, zany slash funny slash romantical engagement videos. Oh, okay. Did you see the one that's going around this week? No, uh-uh. It's a guy who decided to ask his girlfriend to marry him every single day for a year prior. What? Yeah. So I thought... Like for a joke? No. So the video starts off with him telling a story. I wanted to ask her to marry me. I wanted a way. And then it shows they're in some tropical location and her sister comes to the hotel door and says come with me to the beach i assume she didn't know her sister was there when she gets to the beach her parents are there mm-hmm. and then someone hands her an ipad and says watch this video and it's the boyfriend saying i love you and i want to spend the rest of my life with you and then all those songs come on uh-huh. like the bruno mars let's get married like all those let's okay. get married songs come on and it he's holding a whiteboard and every day for a whole year, he oh. writes, will you marry me with the date? And then the video uh-huh. is edited together and it shows like a day, day yeah. 365, one, wow. two, like that. And then at the end, it says turn around mm-hmm. and he's there in a suit. Sure. And then gets down and engages her. Yeah. It's weird to me when it becomes, it sometimes starts to feel like it's a little more about trying to like become a viral yes. than it is exactly. about the the person yes totally and i mean i'm all for creative proposals i think creative proposals are great i think it's so lame when you go shopping together and mm-hmm. you get the ring like a month in advance and mm-hmm. you already talked about it and you, it's like no thing and then one day you're just like hey we're engaged woo or whatever but there there's not like a mo- i i'm a i am all for like the creative fun Things when I asked my ex-wife to marry me, I tried to do it in a creative, fun way. What did you do? I we went up to the top of the Space Needle and I put like a, I put a sign out on the roof of a building mm-hmm. that you know a sign that was like five feet tall and twenty-five feet long that said "Marry me, ex-wife's name." <laughs> Meg, I can say Meg. Marry me, Meg. It would have been really bad if oh. you put ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really soon bad. to be. Hey, <laughs> uh, you got. I got five years in me. So what I put you? it. I put it up on the roof of the building. We went up to the space needle, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look over there!" It was 
on top of the church that we both attended. I was like, oh, look mm-hmm. at the church. You can see it from here. And there it was with my friend was sitting on it because it was a windy day. <laughs> Actually, friend of the show, Chris Schultes, the runner, nice. friend of the show, Chris uh, was sitting on it. Anyway, he, uh, so that's that's how I did. It. By the way, I still have the sign. So if anybody out there wants to, knows, engage, somebody wants to engage somebody named Meg and you need a sign that can be seen from hundreds of feet in the air. Um, but my thought behind that was not to I mean, I'm, YouTube wasn't even really like a thing. And being viral wasn't a thing, right. but my, I thought it would just be cool because it was something special for us. We both loved Seattle and here's this like 600 foot tall monument to our marriage that mm-hmm. every time we're in Seattle, we're going to see this thing and it'll remind us of when we got engaged and it'll be this great thing. Little did I know five years later, my marriage would explode in a burst of flame, self-imposed flames. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, now Luckily, every time I drive into Seattle, I get to see this beautiful 600-foot-tall reminder of the bad choices that I've made. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, you know, it's a trade-off. It's good. It's a nice... Uh, or twice a week, an almost six-foot-tall <laughs> reminder of everything that's terrible. Learning. learning <laughs> anyway, so yes, I will say, I uh, I don't know. Sometimes the, the elaborate feels, craziness is... Well, it feels weird because... Um, and disingenuous because there's someone filming it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then if this is a surprise, why isn't the woman saying, why, why is your friend standing here with the camera as yeah. we're having this conversation? Yeah. Like the whole thing. Then there was the one where the lady was at the restaurant and it was like the place they had their first date. And, and then he came on the TV. I mean, just all of these zany romantical videos that it just seems like they're trying to get yeah. YouTube videos or, um, try to write a book or become that, get their 12 minutes of fame. That's sorry. 12, yeah. 15, whatever it 15, is. 15 12, minutes. Same of- thing. <laughs> so chill out with the, uh, chill out with the. Yeah. The- but congratulations to Sam and Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Got engaged. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Not, not in a zany, crazy way like that, like I'm saying, but just they got engaged this week. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. A podcast. Wait, a, a wedding. Born of a podcast. They met because of podcasting, right? They did. Just like me and you. And you know what's weird? Is in a roundabout way, it was also a TBTL. Oh, fantastic. Same as Mike and Emily. Oh. All right. Cool. Whatever. Let's move on past the wedding thing. Um, (laughs) Like, we have very important space news to talk about. I don't Very important. I'm glad you mentioned it because I do have some very exciting space news for all of us today. Timer. Well, very exciting news, Christina. As we speak, as we speak, Expedition 42 from the International Space Station has just landed down. Literally, while we were recording, it came plummeting down from the ISS and has landed safely on Earth with three astronauts inside after 100-something days, like 160-something days on the ISS. They came back. And uh, they're safe on the Earth. So that's good. There was a moment during reentry of excitement. Um, and by excitement, I mean not excitement because there's a point where when, when the capsule's reentering the atmosphere, it actually gets so hot that it's surrounded by plasma and they lose the ability to communicate with the ground. So there's a point during reentry where that happens. But there was a communications gap unexpectedly for about five minutes. And nobody knew what had happened. 
and uh, it, that was right before we were recording, and I was watching it all happen on Twitter, and it was uh, it was a, a harrowing moment. I don't know if harrowing is the right word, but who it was ran the mission? Is this Russia? Well, yes, it's a Soyuz capsule, uh, which is Russia. That's currently the only way that we can actually get people um, in and out of space at all um, in a Soyuz capsule uh, via Russia. And we currently pay $62 million. Each time there's a a seat? A seat, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's an uh, an expensive ride. Um, to space there's a really interesting movie i will say this you should all check it out it was on netflix last time i checked it was available on netflix and i'll put a link to it in the show notes it's called man on a mission richard garriott's road to the stars and it's all about a guy that bought paid for a seat to the iss and went to space for two weeks not an astronaut basically a civilian that just paid to do this experience and it follows him through astronaut training. You have to learn Russian <laughs> because all of the ground control is Russia in Russia. Uh, all of the controls, all of the writing and everything inside the spacecraft is, is in Russian. So that was interesting. It will soon, the Soyuz capsule will soon be replaced by NASA's kind of in-house capsule called the Orion capsule. And then recently as discussed on the show, um, Boeing and SpaceX were both awarded private contracts from NASA to receive some uh, funding to build capsules of their own. So the Boeing CS-100 and then the SpaceX Dragon 2 are our future for getting uh, men and women into space. But right now, the only way we can get into space is via <laughs> paying $62 million per person for, for the... the ride there. So... Welcome home, Expedition 42, safely on the ground in Kazakhstan, in the middle of the frozen tundra of Kazakhstan. I've mentioned this from time to time, you guys, but uh, I will say it again. Go to, if you're, if you're on Twitter, if Twitter is your thing, go to at Just Space Things on Twitter. That's an account that I have where I follow about 350 to 400 space-centric accounts on there and i just retweet cool pictures and news and updates and all that kind of stuff so it's at just space things on twitter give them a follow and uh you will not be disappointed all right christy well let's uh let's take this let's take this plane in for a landing the gear is down the runway is approaching i can see the lights blinking the ground is rapidly coming closer into view other things that I remember from Flight Simulator. Any um, any thoughts? Any closing? Not not last words. We're not, not to that point words. yet. But any anything you wanted to say in closing? I don't think so. Last week we had some birthdays. I have some more birthdays that I oh, wanted to do. You I know lo- how I this hate causes this. Causes Christy stress because she feels like we're going to miss somebody. They're going to get upset about it or whatever. Kevin Moyers, happy birthday! Congratulations on getting married, Rachel. Happy birthday. Friends of the show, Jason McNamee, turning 32. And uh, also friend of the show, Christopher Schulteis, our running friend. Mm-hmm. And Happy sitting birthday. on the engagement friend. Sitting on the engagement poster. You just said Oh, he- yeah. Yeah, that's him. So anyway, happy birthday, guys. Human paperweights, Chris Schulteis. <laughs> Human paperweight. <laughs> guys, check us out, nerdoutloudpod.com. Uh, we... Throw out lots of links, lots of stuff. Talk about lots of various whatever Twitter accounts, all that kind of stuff during the show. Every single week in the show notes, 
and on our website. I put links to everything that we talk about. So we make it really easy for you. If you hear something in the show, I'm sure that you're driving or whatever and you don't want to – maybe you're already texting somebody else and you don't want to punch up a website into your phone or whatever. You can go to nerdoutloudpod.com. You can look in the show notes and there are links to everything that we talk about in the show. So we make it as easy for you as we can. I also try and tweet it out and Facebook and that kind of stuff uh, to keep the discussion going, as it were. Okay, guys. We'll let you go. Christina, any last words? Never wait for cake. Get out there on Twitter and search for hashtag beef jerky. Buy yourself some salty treats. Let your nerd flag fly! Check, 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 one. Ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. City of Compton and Long Beach, you know you're in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Two low-down podcasters going crazy. Nerd Out Loud is the label that pays me. I'm phased, so please don't try to phase me. <laughs> <clears throat>